0: Hello, I'm Ryan. You're listening to the Border Buds Podcast, where we talk about a wide range of topics, mostly centering around movies that we watch. Make sure to follow our letterbox profiles to stay up to date on our discussions each episode. What's up, Ben? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Border Buds Podcast. It's been a hot minute it's been a hot minute yeah uh our our last episode was over a month ago i believe and we talked about tron legacy and drive and 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 other it's been a while since then
1: yeah dude we've (coughs) we've just been uh our schedules just have not been lining up
0: we have so a little bit of explanation we had um yeah so like a month and a, a week ago i don't know how long ago that was? Like five weeks ago almost, I think. What? That we did our last pod. Oh, right. Since then, a lot has happened. We yeah. got COVID. We had to quarantine. Yeah. We watched a lot of movies in that time. Yeah,
1: honestly, we had so much time to pod. We we had so many opportunities why we and we
0: just didn't. <laughs> and since then, since our quarantine has ended, we um Could have just, just been getting at her, you yeah. know,
1: just... Getting
0: back to life. Nothing has. Filling we haven't had time. any time over that overlaps with our schedules to record a podcast. Yeah, so yeah. it's just been that long. Yeah. So I don't know, Ben. What's uh, what's been going on since oh, the last time
1: we oh <laughs> did a podcast? Man. Well, I I think pretty much right after we did Tron, I headed out to Edmonton to go uh, see my sister and was my brother-in-law. Right I think it was like it would have been. I was there like a month ago. So that would have been pretty close to right after Tron, man I think. Anyways, so I went to Edmonton, spent some time with the sister and the brother in law. Uh we had some we had a good time. It was awesome. Um, unfortunately I think I picked up COVID somewhere along that line. <laughs> and then I think I brought it and brought it home. We don't actually know but um Yeah. So, I don't know. Edmonton was sweet. Um, COVID was not too
0: bad. It For me, it wasn't too, it wasn't bad at all. No. I didn't even know I was sick until I got tested and right. test results came back positive. So I guess I had COVID, but really I, yeah. for me, I don't know what happened, but it was just, uh, mm. I had a cough for like a couple of days. And mm. one of those days I, I got kind of dizzy in the morning and a little bit of mm. the afternoon and then I was fine and that was the extent of it it was yeah. i have had colds that were way worse
1: so yeah for me it was it was a little more i'd say like on a scale of like one to ten if ten was like the sickest that i've ever been i'd probably say it was like between a five and a six so it was, it still was pretty decent like there was like three or four days where i was knocked out pretty good like just mm. super tired nasty headache uh, bad shivers. No fever though. So, but I knew it was COVID before I got tested. I was like, this is, this is this definitely fits the bill. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyways,
0: yeah, it was it was you, me, and Sadie, and yeah. Sadie couldn't go back home because she had COVID and didn't want to give her right. mom and brother COVID because then they would yeah they wouldn't be able to work. So
1: yeah, so we so all we all we all quarantine. bunkered down in our awesome. in our
0: house and we just it was like party. Mm-hmm. We were just watching movies every evening, cooking something cooking epic every, something day every day. listening to me listening yeah. to a lot of donda.
1: a lot of donda. so
0: Woo-hoo. that's that's a big thing. Donda,
1: Donda, donda donda
0: donda donda donda. Donda, <laughs> donda 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 favorite song on the album. the best one.
1: the best one.
0: yeah.
1: if it's even a song. that
0: was yeah, so that was i mean I'm a pretty huge Kanye fan. so Dude, that you was, love Kanye. I was hyped, but I was also seriously worried um, about that album. Because that came out mm. when me and Sadie were driving back. Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. Me and Sadie went for a big road trip, and we actually went to Edmonton as well.
1: Right. You went about, what, like that, a week after me?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Or like, no,
1: a few days after me.
0: You got back from Edmonton and while you, we were ready to leave for right, Edmonton. Right, Remember you came Yeah, so saw. I probably
1: came back. Gave it to you guys. Yeah. You had it out. And oh, then, boy. so,
0: between the two of us, we probably infected all of Edmonton with cor- the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that we, that's not our fault. We had no idea. No. So, it's, exactly. just, it's just the way that's just life goes. It's just
1: how life goes. It's life, people. I
0: mean, that, we, like, we wore masks and everything. Yeah, we, we just, do.
1: We do what we do. We, yeah, thought it was but, uh, we weren't was doing anything too crazy, but we did yeah. stop
0: at pretty much every single McDonald's on the way from Chilliwack <laughs> to Edmonton, so... Yeah, oh,
1: That's... big spike. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So we came back from that, found out we had COVID on the drive home from Edmonton as you were and, jamming out to Don, which was the day that Donda came out. Was when we were, had our big drive back. So I... we listened to it twice, and it is like a two hour, two hour and 15 more than that. It's long like, album.
1: It, I mean, yeah, it's much it's longer long than album. it needs to be.
0: It's but... a long album. Yeah. We listened to that two times, and then listened to more of the songs just kind of willy nilly throughout right on our drive back and I don't know what did you think Ben, of the album of the album um
1: so for, I for mean you, I'm not I'm not sorry if we didn't clarify this is Kanye West Kanye record. West yeah Donda um I'm not nearly as big of a Kanye fan as you are um but I still appreciate what he does um and I and I was looking forward uh to the album so uh I'd say I'm I'm pretty just like half and half on it. There's some parts of it that I love and there's some parts that I'm just like totally not not a fan of. Um or some highlights for you? Oh man, some highlights. Like in terms of like tracks? Yeah. Let me just pull up the tracks here. Donda.
0: Donda. 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 Donda.
1: Donda. Uh, okay. What do we got? Okay, so we got, it's a 27 record album. Okay, and it's one hour and 49 minutes. I definitely thought it was longer.
0: Yeah, so it's two hours, which is obscene.
1: Yeah, very long. But there's a lot of part twos which were unnecessary, which probably take up like 30 minutes. Those could have been cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, coming just off like the top of my head, I haven't listened to this album in a, probably like a week or so i um, trying to remember what I'll like here. Um, a lot of people like Jail. And, like, I get it. I, I feel just, like, kind of half and half on Jail. Um, but, like, I still think it's a cool song. Um, I, I feel like I'm more for the songs that don't... That aren't, like, full of rap, honestly. Like, there's probably only four or five songs that I'm, like... You know, less, only four or five. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even kidding. Um, I like Jonah. Jonah's sick. I love. That's a banger. I love the hook on Jonah. I don't even know who that is. Who like? Oh, do, um, do you know who's who's on Jonah?
0: I always forget his name. He's someone I didn't know of before Donda came out.
1: Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. There's so many features on this album, but then there's no, there's no like. They're not like credited in the track listing unless you like look it up on the internet. So I find that kind of annoying.
0: Um, l- 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 oh no, wait! Uh, it's Vori. 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 He's the guy who sang the hook. Yeah, Jonah featuring Lil Durk and Vori. So Lil Durk had a verse, and Vori was the vocals.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, I like I like Jonah. Um, obviously, Moon moon with is,
0: kid Cuddy oh yeah like
1: yeah I mean you can't not as long as that's beautiful song. and I like, get so emotional too
0: it's way too um, short that's yeah. my biggest criticism yeah. of the album is moon should have been way longer yeah
1: yeah <laughs> don't lead so soon I like, like <laughs> oh, man. I want to the moon. Anyways, we're gonna edit that out of the. No, pot. we're not, bro. That's <laughs> that's staying right here. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm just looking through the track list. I think my favorite, oh no, my favorite record on the album would be Jesus Lord. That's track 17. And uh, I love this song. It's
0: nine minutes long, and the entire nine way minutes. through they just repeat saying Jesus Lord. I love in the this background. song.
1: I love this song. Like. For me, I think this was like Kanye's high point in terms of like, uh, like rapping on the album. I, I I agree. I think his, his verse is, well, I mean, he raps for like half the song and it's just full of like the meat and potatoes, you know? Um, so yeah, I just thought it just felt like a full track, you know, I feel like there's like a lot on here that just feels kind of empty for me. That's just how it feels. That's totally fair. Um, yeah and then uh i love uh the well i guess the last track before the part two's uh no child left behind which obviously brings up uh hunt for the wilder people a little, uh, <laughs> i don't think that's a reference to i know that movie. i know but it it forever will be for me if anyone else knows what i'm talking about yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: I wonder how many of our listeners actually <laughs> are aware slash listen. Just go. Just album. go. Yeah. I, I mean, recommend Donda wholeheartedly.
1: You have a lot more to say than I do, though, I'm sure. So yeah. like that's like those are my what, did I, what was that four tracks that I'm. Yeah, there's like four tracks on here that I would. Did you actually mention Hurricane? To. Yeah, like Hurricane's good. Like I like Hurricane a lot. I, th- I think the weekend kills it on that. That's the weekend track. song for sure. It honestly is, but like, I don't know. I it's not one that I keep on listening to over and over. So uh, yeah, yeah. So that's just sort of my take. What about you, Ryan?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. It's so a little bit of context. I'm a huge Kanye stan. Huge stan. Uh, yeah. it's It's like a kanye stan yeah that's like one that's like two steps above fan oh my obsession you're such a nerd so stan i'm yeah i didn't
1: i didn't what am i a stan about i must be green book
0: (laughs) (laughs) like the most (laughs) the most like six out of ten movie ever made (laughs) i love that
1: movie i'm a stan guys.
0: is a green book stan (laughs) for the two of the two green book stans in the world okay (laughs) i'm
1: sorry okay I just, I like, I love my man Vigo. I know. (laughs) Vigo's my man. Okay, we're not talking
0: about Green Book. We should. No, we're not. We're not talking about Green Book. Okay, let's go back to your stand up of Donda. My my Donda stand up, yeah. um, uh, Or Kanye, yeah. Yeah, so, like, obviously, I don't support or agree with everything Kanye does. He obviously (laughs) has bipolar disorder, and he has phases almost annually where he says the craziest, most outlandish stuff. Uh, yeah. But he also, in my opinion, has made some of the most compelling and most like ambitious music and art in general of the 21st century. He's he's a fascinating individual, and understanding Kanye's music kind of requires you to understand him as a person. Totally, totally, um, it it's really interesting, and I love his music, almost all of it. Um, and I've done deep dives into all of his records and, um, yeah. And, and all of a lot of, if not most of his unreleased material as well. So I was really, um, and just so you know, I was very, uh, disappointed by Jesus is King when it came out. I was really excited that Kanye was, had, um, be, been born again, right, so apparently. And right. that was very unexpected right. considering a lot of his pre- previous material. Um, but
1: I found it. I found it quite evident in that record that like Jesus is King. Yeah, it seemed like quite like it was like was he's like committing. yo, like this guy actually like he's like rapping and, the gospel. And it know?
0: wasn't fully surprising because all throughout Kanye's discography, ever since his first record right. dropped when he released Jesus Walks, right. talking about how if he talks about God in his music, his record won't get played. Right. Um. Like, he's always had religious themes throughout his music. Yeah, Because yeah. his mother was very religious, he was brought up in a Christian home, he just grew up with it, and gospel music in general, so it's always been a theme throughout his right. music, especially in 2016's The Life of Pablo, where basically the big theme of that album is his, him being pulled between his family and his religion, and money and fame, mm-hmm. and those, the, the dichotomy of the, that inner struggle. Mm. So going from that to twenty uh, nineteen's Jesus is King mm-hmm. was or mm-hmm. twenty twenty no twenty nineteen yeah, yeah like late twenty nineteen yeah. um that was not fully surprising but I was surprised with how far he took it right. going completely almost full gospel right. with only very minimal rating. well
1: and I think Kanye sounded like in that phase of his life with like Jesus is King blah 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 like. He sounded the most like sane that he's like ever sounded. Like when he would like talk, yes and you know? no.
0: I I've, I felt this like sense of like kind of um forcedness throughout the whole thing. Like it wasn't like he was really wanting to fully commit to Christianity in his music, but it mm-hmm. didn't come off as as genuine or from like the right place. It felt like he was doing it for like going Christian mode for the sake of it not because he actually really, like, loved Jesus, like...
1: That's what you felt. That's what I felt,
0: and I think a lot of people have... Are you, like, saying opinions. that
1: reflecting on the record, or...? On the music, yeah. Oh, okay. Not necessarily... Like, his... I'm I'm talking about, like, interviews and stuff. Yeah, no, like, I'm saying, like, sounded, for the... He sounded like he was grounded, you oh, know? Oh, for Just sure, like, outside of that. Like, in like his, he his was, Sunday he, he had, like, services... Yeah, like, anything. he had, like, snapped out of his, like trance that he was in you know yeah
0: because yay which came out in 2018 the year before Mm -hmm. that was a very very personal record and a big look into kanye uh as a person and that album really just was very transparent in revealing a lot right. of the struggle that right. he was going through, and he was in a very dark place in twenty. Well, because he was, yeah, like he, there was
1: hospitalizations for like I think mental stuff, and yeah, and, and he, like, that was his yeah. like
0: Trump supporting days, and right? That was yeah, it was just very, super That was when he made the slavery comments. Like, yeah, it yeah. was a very strange time to be a Kanye fan, and yeah. for. So it, it was refreshing to see him not.
1: It just it seemed like through that like hard experience, it seemed like he found. He God. found like clarity. He yeah. found God, but like, I think in which terms is often of what happens, the right? music
0: that came out of it. So I don't know if you know this, Ben, but Jesus is King was actually originally a different album called Yandi, mm-hmm. and the um, a lot of those songs were the same, but mm-hmm. he just replaced the Changed lyrics, lyrics. Yep. with God lyrics. So right. it, it it wasn't even really an album about God from the get-go. It was just an after... The whole album felt like an afterthought because it literally was. It was literally just Kanye like, ooh, maybe this song can be about God if I take out some of these lyrics and put into new ones, remove some of these features, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it felt like we got an album that was kind of like half-assed. It was kind of like, you know, he wasn't fully like starting from scratch and writing an album from his heart about God. It felt like he just wanted to slap a Christian... Kind of mm. image on top of a pre-existing record that wasn't even about mm. that from the get go. So I was very disappointed. Hmm. Um, there were some really cringy lyrics, especially hmm. on songs like <laughs> "Closed on Sunday" and uh, <laughs> "and Water." That <laughs> it was, yeah, it was an it, it was kind of a Water's got a cool beat. I, I love, love Water, I love but it does have some really song. strange bars. Mm. And yeah, but there's a lot I loved about it. But yeah, I'd say a, it's probably points, overall yeah. my. Second to least favorite Kanye okay. album. I'd say Ye is my least favorite. Oh, and there you go. Jesus is King is pretty close. Um, just very uninspired artistically. Mm. But I'm glad for Kanye's sake that he really seemed to find like God. But right. So I feel like with Donda, Donda was what Jesus is King was always meant to be. Right, right. And that was Kanye's epic My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy level. Mm. ambition and scale and scope and mm-hmm. just like his mm-hmm. crazy Kanye-ness mm-hmm. but coming from a place of true like love for God and yeah I just I, it, it felt genuine and the features were amazing mm-hmm. he had so many features this album kind of mirrored uh
1: so many features
0: 2010's My Beautiful Dirt's Just Fantasy because of the amount of features mm-hmm. Jail I think is an epic opener after Don chant, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you know I, I respect Donda <laughs> chant in that like the it's, meaning it's, behind it. The meaning behind is, it is it's pretty cool. His, like his mother's heartbeat or something, yeah. and it's just yeah, yeah. His mother's a big theme in this album. Um, Jail, epic opener. Like I said, that was when when I heard Jail, I was like so worried that this album was gonna flop. Like Jesus is King, and when I heard, when I heard Jail, I was just like, oh man, like every worry I had about it just like went away. I was like, this right. is this is we're back to. Like Kanye's back, easy. Uh, God breathes is alright. off the grid is a banger. Off the it's grid is the, fire. Off the grid is the banger of the album. Um, yeah, that's the yeah, one if you're that looking you looking for a banger. That's, go that's the one that, that you blast in your car with the subwoofer all the way up. Yeah, like that's the you
1: might that's, blow your sub warning.
0: Exactly. That's that one has a crazy Playboy cardi feature. Great, 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 great. It's great, like great. yeah, it tra- the Travis Scott feature as well. Hurricane, awesome. Canada Zone, The Weeknd. Um, yeah, yeah. Praise Canada God represent. is an awesome song. Jonah, like you said, just I can't really say anything else that you didn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 24's good. That's some, it's a beautiful song. Remote Control. I Remote Control is one that a lot of people dislike. I actually love it. I love the mm-hmm. whistle tone at the end. I love um, just the vibe of that song. Moon is probably my favorite song on the album. Heaven and Hell is one that has grown on me immensely since Mm. the album dropped uh that one probably has the coolest beat switch up like coolest drop of any Mm. song on this record um donda is a cool song that's like less conventional than the others but i still love it uh jesus lord probably another massive highlight of the album Mm -hmm. uh television is probably the worst song on the whole album uh, <laughs> that
1: is it the 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 one on the low piano yeah dum, dum, yeah yeah I, that I, is that's I, that's the worst that's song. if yeah. i could take any song I'm off with of you. that I'm i would
0: even take that song off before the part twos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um pure souls 100%. is awesome that one with the uh the the roddy rich uh verse mm. that that feature is awesome I, i'm a big roddy fan uh Lord, I need you. Come to life. No child left behind. Come to life with the piano. Oh, come to life.
1: I forgot about come to life. That's a great song.
0: Maybe in competition with Moon for my favorite song in the record. Yeah, come to
1: life is a great song. I don't know how I forgot that one.
0: The the swelling strings and piano keys just going on and on. Incredible. Incredible. So many goosebumps, bro. So many goosebumps. That one, like, that's that's a cheer jerker, that one. Yeah, dude. 100%. And then the part two is just unnecessary. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Donda, good, dude. it's a very 7 to 8 out of 10 album, yeah. in my opinion. That's I don't think it's in Kanye's top 3, even top 5, but I think it's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thoroughly loved it. Don't love every song on it, but the ones that I do love are some of his best work. Right so it's no, good bro hopefully we weren't talking about that for too long because
1: no dude we're at twenty and minutes, a half minutes yeah. we're fine we are just golden
0: so should we uh i mean i'm sure we- oh what, what, <laughs> what's that nothing so we're i guess we're still kind of talking about life updates um
1: oh yeah you got a big one buddy. yeah i got
0: a big i've got kind of a big life update i got engaged Woo! yeah that's big uh bro! Proposed to my girlfriend of two in almost a half years on Yeah it's a long
1: time. Uh, towards Is that week. Mid September. Two and a half two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm engaged now. Uh Woo! That's pretty exciting stuff. I'm excited. We're frantically trying to plan uh wedding dates and venues and all that kind of stuff because people are asking us and we didn't plan anything so we have no idea. And we're just telling people, yeah, <laughs> we don't know.
1: <laughs> You're feeling the shenanigans already. It's it's already two weeks stressful. in. Stressful, yeah. Yeah.
0: But we're both very happy and it's pretty huge news for both of us. So, yeah. <clears throat> it was uh right like a week after quarantine ended. Yeah. That I popped the right. question and
1: Right. Yeah. And That's probably my biggest yes.
0: life update. Of it's, yeah, it's a big life update. <clears throat> it's,
1: uh, it's Congratulations!
0: The, those big updates that you only get once.
1: you or, only get once.
0: Well, statistics would say otherwise. Statistics would say otherwise, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Awkward.
0: Anyways, uh, what. We should probably talk about movies. Yeah. So, so we've got, we got we
1: got we got two movies on the chopping block today. Yeah,
0: we watched a lot over um Yeah. <laughs> yo, so, so yeah, we got
1: lots of movies on the chop and block that we're are coming gonna, we're up. We're gonna go
0: over some of the ones we talked and about. Like, and this is the first one I think that we watched right, in our quarantine. It
1: is, it is. It was the night that you guys got back from Edmonton. Yeah. Sadie was like dying on the couch pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was sick that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we watched a lot of movies. Uh, this movie came out in, what was it? Here, let me just pull it up
0: 1966, I want to say.
1: 1968. 1968. So it's an oldie. It's an oldie. So the movie is The Party featuring Peter Sellers.
0: This, uh, it's directed by Blake Edwards, which he directed Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is one of the most, uh, one of the biggest and uh, most successful, most influential, most pivotal movies of the 60s. Right. Um, and of all time, it's just a big film in, uh, in cinema history, and it's beloved by so many people. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, Breakfast at Tiffany's is a really monumental, like, moment in, in cinema history, so... Ah, uh, this guy's movie, The Party. Spoiler alert: not as good as Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: <laughs> Still one of his top movies. He also directed all the original Pink Panthers, so yeah, <laughs> uh, which also featured Peter Sellers.
0: Yeah, so he's got a he's quite he's got quite the uh, um yeah filmography I mean, under his belt.
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing I can say right off the bat about the party is that it hasn't aged well. Like no, I think, I think back when it came out, this was a hot movie, from my understanding. Like, and I think just as, as time has went on, it's become more offensive and just like less funny. It's just not, not the kind of comedy people are into nowadays. It's like, <laughs>
0: it's like it's like you take um Disney's uh like original animated Peter Pan movie. Like you know the Native yeah. American scene yeah. where they're yeah, all like right, right. it's massive like uh Indian Native American mm-hmm. stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And you take that and you make it the whole movie. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of like yeah, racism it's it's in just this like movie, which is humor
0: that maybe was funny in sixty eight, but like And more widely in our accepted, more right? progressive world exactly and where people are more socially conscious, socially aware, uh it's just not good
1: no no so um, essentially peter sellers uh he he plays give us uh, a premise. hey
0: yeah, yeah just give us yeah a so he
1: he plays in an, uh he's an actor from india in this movie um so you can imagine what that would be like having peter sellers having a pretty, white dude dress up in
0: brown face and an right, indian guy
1: right and especially peter sellers yeah who i mean i lo- i love the guy but this movie just did not uh didn't quite hit the the mark like i was hoping it would i remember watching this movie when i was really young like i just remember like the opening scene where he's like playing the trumpet up on the hill mm. and uh and i just i thought this movie was going to be a lot better than it was this time around um so yeah, I convinced Ryan and Sadie that we were gonna watch this movie, and as soon <laughs> as soon as it came on, I was like, "This was a bad idea," but I didn't say anything. <laughs> no man. Um. Yeah. Um,
0: that. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to say. Like, they're okay. Looking back on it, it's not as bad. Like the filmmaking wise. There's a lot to respect about it. There's a lot to yeah, like about it. Yeah, totally. And let's the setting is pretty like, cool. Let's take the brown face out of it. Right. Take the horrible Indian stereotypes right. out of it. Um, it's well shot. It's yeah. well acted. There's, a, there's, it's, a, there's some good things about it. There's some good comedy movie. in it yeah, that's yeah. not racist. Like, there are yeah. some really funny moments. Uh... It's use of location, using a singular location, pretty much for the pretty entire cool. movie. Pretty cool, pretty cool. I respect it when a movie can yeah. do that. There's, some of my favorite movies are ones that really well utilize um, single locations. Uh, one I watched recently was The Shining. Well, I've seen that a number of times, but I, I showed it to Sadie recently. And mm. That movie is one of the reasons I love it so much is their use of location. And right. it, you kind of map out this um, hotel for yourself and your brain just through use of like really good wide shots and um just it's yeah just good filmmaking mm. and cinematography mm-hmm. and i think this movie excels at that as well i'm mm-hmm. um, just kind of using camera work and filmmaking to help you because, because it's a house party this whole movie and it takes yeah. place in a house um a yeah. really big house so
1: i should probably i'll just read <laughs> off. Yeah, i'll read, a synopsis. I'll, read a, I'll read off the just quick synopsis here Um, so, Khurundi V. Bakshi, an accident-prone actor from India, is accidentally put the name... What? That's not correct. ...is accidentally put the name on the guest list for an upcoming party at the home of a Hollywood film director. Unfortunately, from the moment he arrives, one thing after another goes wrong with a compounding effect. So...
0: Yeah, so the whole movie is basically just a series of uh events that go horribly wrong and just one thing after another with this Indian guy. Yeah. Um just goofing up and yeah, it's the whole movie the most like 90% of the humor in this movie is just um look at this Indian dude, he's so stupid because he's Indian, you yep. know, and he just doesn't understand anything yeah yeah
1: it's it's, unfortunate it's
0: very unfortunate uh it was pretty painful uh, watching a lot of this movie yeah Um,
1: yeah we were making eye contact at some points we're just like ooh,
0: "Ooh." yeah just kind of a cringe (laughs) yeah face throughout this whole movie yeah yeah um which is unfortunate it's sad that that like i'm amazed this movie movie could have been made Like I mean Mr. Bean is a good example of this kind of humor where somebody just is not Inherently like able stupid. just he's kind of a stupid guy and he's kind of like mm. just not everything kind of goes wrong for him and he just does a lot of silly right. things. But Mr. Bean Mr. Bean pulls isn't it off. isn't racist exactly, though. <laughs> so I, exactly. there is proof that this kind of plot yeah. can work very well yeah. without needing to rely on racial stereotypes exactly. and yeah. brownface to do it, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like the fact that there's not a single east indian actor in this entire movie is kind of a testament yeah. to the fact that you know there's a right you know a very racist um under undertone, undertone mm-hmm. to this whole yeah. project this whole film on um, it feels like that it's it's know, hard it's, to enjoy sure. like there's things to enjoy but it's hard mm-hmm. to enjoy them when the whole movie is basically one racist stereotype so yeah that was kind of unfortunate there's a couple of movies like that um that came out around this time that uh, you know it's like, yeah, I really love this movie, except for that one part where um you know there's this racial stereotype or whatever mm-hmm. um and you you like we're not just talking like one like race joke or whatever, like we're talking like the yeah, really big things mm-hmm. <laughs> that are significant enough to warrant you know skipping yeah skipping them or just like i don't know yeah it there was a lot of uncomfortable moments but uh i gave it one and a half stars i think uh let me see what did i rate it i reviewed it one and a half uh, do you have a long review i have yeah oh, i wrote okay. a pretty long review should i read re- my review <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't have a lot to say there's some cool parts uh whoever who played the Claudine Long... 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 Long...
1: Longer? Long... Long... Long...
0: I don't know. The girl in this movie, she, she did, was good.
1: She did not have much of a... Filmography, though. No? No, she got two two movies.
0: The Andy Williams Christmas show from 1971.
1: She was good, though. She might have been, like, the high point of the movie, actually. Um... What I, what I found interesting is like, as, as dumb as they made this guy look, he was still like the nicest guy there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they made him look like he was like the most decent, like man at the party, you know, who like cared. Mm. Yeah. Did they though? Yeah. I feel like a lot of it
0: was like the well, civilized versus the uncivilized.
1: Well, but okay. Just like remember how it all goes. So, like, this girl, right? Like, Claudine, <laughs> like, she ends up having a terrible night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess and he kind of he, comforts he her. He kind of,
1: yeah, comforts her and, like, just shows that he cares for her. So he
0: does have, he has, like, a good heart. He has a good even heart. You know, he keeps doing all these goofy the stupidity.
1: And, um, i don't know there was there was just that one the one scene where i was where my heart actually kind of was like oh like this isn't just all stupid dumb dumb movie you know like it there there felt like there was a little bit of actual like i don't know substance to it Right. right which was through that scene where he's just like caring for her when she was just like crying and breaking down blah 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 um so, if there if there is a high point in the movie, that would be it for me. Is that, like, it wasn't a complete gong show of just yeah how dumb he was, you know?
0: It's one of those movies where there's things to respect about it, and there's things to enjoy. But, if I'm being honest, I'll never ever watch this movie again. Probably.
1: No, for sure. Like, me neither.
0: Like, it's, yeah. It's hard to rate it highly when so much of it is taken up by... Just these hor, these <laughs> offensively 100%. cringy stereotypes 100%. Are, are pretty much the punchline of every joke. But there was that one dinner scene that was very entertaining. <laughs> uh, there's a character in the movie who's a waiter who uh, is you know bringing around everybody drinks, and anytime anybody um, says no to a drink, he he takes it instead. He goes <laughs> hides behind a wall or a bush or something and and takes like like just downs the whiskey or whatever it is and so throughout the movie like just at random moments it'll cut to this one waiter just getting progressively more and more drunk throughout the entire movie until the end is he's just like going wandering around stumbling walking into the pond like doing the dumbest stuff just making an absolute disaster and oddly enough he and uh the main guy peter sellers character they just uh kind of end up Wreaking most of the havoc, yeah. of the movie together. It's so bizarre, even though, though. they never really like. It just
1: arc- it felt very out of place. Though. This movie, the this waiter. whole
0: movie, felt like a trip. Like it felt like a fever dream a little bit. Like I'm like, did, did I really just watch this movie? Like, <laughs> like how is waiter. this a real thing?
1: <laughs> like the waiter, he'd be making mistakes at the table, and then the head waiter would, like, choke him in the back. He would, like, strangle him with
0: both his <laughs> hands, like, and then the doors would swing open and close, and you could, like, just see, like, And you're like, oh, shot. no,
1: is he gonna be, like, dead? And then, no, next scene, he's back doing the same thing. Like,
0: how has he not been fired? It's yeah, just, yeah. he keeps, it's, uh, it's, like, this repetitive humor in all these Peter Seller movies, like, especially the Pink Panther movies, like, mm-hmm. they all share these kind of, like, not, like, almost episodic kind of, like, things, where it's, like, i don't know it's all connected but yeah. they feel slightly episodic yeah the I jokes yeah right um and the end scene is so absurd it's there's like 10, elephants 15 minutes of ab- and, it's probably like 20 minutes of absolute and chaos. foam and yeah. lions i think or something lions wasn't there like a lion Or is it just the elephant? I think it was just the It was madness, and there's just anarchy. The noise was the noise and music and chaos and cars and cops.
1: Cool house, but I was looking into it and like I love the like retro 60s. Apparently they like totally just like made this set and it wasn't actually in the house. No, they like filmed out the outside of it was actually just a random set in, uh, in L.A. somewhere. So I was kinda of disappointed you could have had by me that. Cool. I thought that they like found this super cool house and they just made a movie in it, but I thought so too. I b- believe they were two separate uh, But they were separate from each other.
0: Yeah, anyways, I uh what what did you give this movie? One and a half stars out of I, five. I gave it the same exact score. Yeah. So uh it I I can't recommend, it. No, can't recommend no, it. I would not recommend um, this movie. If you want to watch a, a good uh movie by this director I would uh watch breakfast at tiffany's sorry blake edwards is the director yeah breakfast at tiffany's or any of the pink panther movies yeah especially which was the one Peter's, that we watched wanna, together. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that was the second pink panther was if it? you want to watch a good the pink Peter panther Sellers strikes comedy, again um what yeah, the pink
0: panther strikes again is I think that's the one hilarious yeah. and it has the one scene that we always quote all like 24 seven
1: doug does your dear bit
0: also um you know that andy williams christmas show movie i was talking about i there's like four reviews on Letterboxd, for it and one of them is so funny and i just have to read it i i don't even i've never seen this movie but i just found this random review and i liked it even though i've never seen it so this guy um uh says if you look up so this is for um the andy williams christmas show which i guess is the pre the um premise is andy performs the most wonderful time of the year among other classic tunes and celebrates christmas with his family the Osmond brothers are also along to celebrate the season this looks like straight 70s cheese like some holiday special Mm. garbage or something but somebody says if you look up any of these old holiday specials on youtube 90% of the comments are like god help this world with no values and no clean shows like this anymore the remaining comments are sweet sad poetry like mom made popcorn and we watched this while waited for dad (laughs) to get off the late shift of course, neither of them are around anymore. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know why I related to that um, review so much, but... I don't know. I feel like I always I see, like, there's right. sappy, like, YouTube videos or movies or whatever, and people <laughs> are... There's always people in the comments like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was the party. The party, yeah. Can't, yeah.
1: I don't really have much more to say. I do not either. No. I think
0: we talked pretty at length about that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah.
1: It's what what I find surprising is how many people like this movie. On uh, on Letterbox on IMDb. IMDb, I think it's a lot of
0: nostalgia. I think a lot of people revisit this right. movie just to like um, get a piece of their childhood, and then they're like, "Oh man, that was such a hit of nostalgia." Five stars, you know, yeah.
1: Like, like Letterboxd gives it a 3.6 average, and IMDb is a 7.5. It
0: surprises me because Letterbox is a very progressive, very liberal yeah, app, so you'd think I that know, something I like that, racist, would get chewed up yeah. and spit out pretty quickly. But I but guess we, well, are wrong. we are in the minority giving it a it's two, yeah, it's two conservative dudes <laughs> giving it a one and a half star, yeah, yeah. on Letterboxd when it has a pretty good score yeah, overall yeah it's just
1: yeah don't be deceived guys don't be deceived
0: no okay so the what's the other movie we're talking about ben
1: um I don't know what, what was that, that i don't know what that was i was just the build-up to uh
0: you're so strange sometimes
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm strange
0: yeah okay the other movie good. we watched was after okay back up we watched once upon a time in hollywood a couple episodes ago Wait, we reviewed it Coin, two, Yeah quarantino quarantino, Tentin, Tentin, quarantino. that quarantino. was the best part of that whole episode yes, it was. um and that was the first tarantino movie you'd ever seen
1: that was yeah once upon and i was Hollywood. like man Crazy. Ben, how have i been you have of this to see so some long. more tarantino because i mean yeah. he's like maybe the most prolific director of our day who's like well, alive
0: right now he's yeah i think a lot of people would say that i don't know if that's true necessarily i think well, there's other directors with more
1: yeah but i think he's the, I think one he of the terms... most consistent directors yeah. of our day for sure yeah
0: like his movies are all pretty well loved and received yeah and he has some really truly iconic films um but i was like so okay um what do i even say here um yeah i was just like ben we gotta watch another tarantino movie i can't believe you've only seen one of them and it was like once upon a time in hollywood which is like the least tarantino movie right so and i, I convinced it. ben to uh, uh, kind of against your will a little bit like no like no
1: I, this was one i was like okay I, like out of the tarantino movies this would be one of the next ones that i would okay. watch so yeah.
0: i convinced you to watch inglorious bastards Boom, that's and the movie. we both watched it to, We uh, actually us and sadie watched it and at
1: the end of my quarantine. Yeah, was at the, that guys. was
0: the last movie of our quarantine. That's funny, we we're talking about the first and last movies of yeah, our quarantine. Yeah. Uh, and Ben, like, I mean, long story short, I've always, I've I've loved this movie. I've seen it many times. Yeah. I love it. I think you loved it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sadie was a huge fan.
1: I, I would say I really liked it. I wouldn't say I loved okay. it. Okay but i did i really liked it this was a solid a solid film
0: okay i'll read the i'll read the um synopsis. the synopsis before we get too far yeah uh once upon a time in nazi occupied uh occupied france an, in uh in nazi occupied france during world war 2 a group of jewish american soldiers known as the bastards are chosen specifically to spread fear throughout the third reich reich <laughs> by scalping and brutally killing nazis The Bastards, led by Lieutenant Aldo Reyn, soon cross paths with a French-Jewish teenage girl who runs a movie theater in Paris, which is targeted by the soldiers. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm So. So this this movie's cast is fire. It's fire. You got lots, lots of really, I'd say prolific.
0: You've got Brad Pitt. You've got Eli Roth. You've got Christoph Waltz. You've got... uh,
1: Diane Kruger, she's, she was great, Michael Fassbender,
0: you got the girl from Now You See Me, you've got, uh,
1: BJ Novak,
0: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was great, from Ryan from The Office, yeah,
1: um, yo, so, this is just a random, um, random fact that, like, in The Office, because, like, they, they were, like, filming The Office at, like, the same time as, oh, yeah? as this movie, and, like, there's, like, a, a, a time in the office where, like, he goes away, and, like, it was because he was, like, filming in Glorious Bastards, so they just... Oh, so they explain that, that in the show. But they don't explain it that he's out and filming *Inglorious Glorious Bastards, it's just that was the reason yeah, of his absence. that's funny. Yeah, So oh. it was just random, but anyways. No,
0: I think I remember what you are talking about in The Office. i Have you seen The I've Office? I've seen a few,
1: yeah, I... I haven't watched much. I've yet. watched the entire
0: series like twice, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a pretty funny show. I do find it funny. Yeah, it's got some pretty iconic moments. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, this movie, I I love it. It's so. It was fantastic. This is peak Tarantino. I feel. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Brad Pitt. It's always. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Brad Pitt movie. i've never seen world war z i've heard that was kind of okay or was that did you like that movie
1: Uh, well i mean i haven't seen that movie for years now but i did like it but i would have to revisit now that i'm older but uh but i did like it yeah
0: i think i think inglorious bastards like without spoiling much um it 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 starts off on such an epic note oh man i was with the nazis oh my goodness it starts off in a little
1: cabin. That in... might be my favorite scene from the movie. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. the opening scene. It's yeah. so good where they yeah. raid yeah. this farmer's uh, little uh, home, and he, this this farmer guy is hiding Jews so under his floorboards. He's a French
1: French farmer, right? Yeah, with his French daughters. I don't think his wife was there.
0: No, and they're they're he's hiding. Uh, their family is hiding Jews under their right. floorboards from the Nazis yeah. who are trying to hunt them down. Yeah. And Christoph Waltz comes in. Oh my goodness! And Guys, he, Chris, he he's such he's probably the best actor in this whole movie. Oh,
1: he's easily the high point of this movie.
0: He's so scary. there's no competition. Every here. time he's he on screen, you're just like, absolutely this guy it. is going to just oh man, he's so scary,
1: man. Yeah, he's, what an he's intimidating terrifying guy. in this movie.
0: He's just such a and good I actor.
1: Think this is sort of what what set him off like I'm pretty sure this is what really gave him ground was Inglourious Bastards yeah yeah based on like what I've been like listening to and like um it's really interesting cause like uh Tarantino he was, he thought he had made an, an unplayable role uh like he thought that like like the role that Christoph Waltz played was like an was an unplayable role that no one could play this this character and um but then they had an audition from Christoph Waltz, and they and then he he knew that this was the guy. Um,
0: he was also in Django Unchained, another Tarantino mm, movie. Mm-hmm. He was I remember him being really good in that. Hmm. That came out in 2012, so. Right. This came out in uh, *Inglorious*. Came out in 2009.
1: 2009, yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he was fantastic. Christoph was fantastic. Yeah. In so this movie. so
1: his character is pretty much a a nazi detective
0: for specifically for hunting down jews down jewish people yeah it's he they call him the um the jew Jew killer jew Jew, hunter jew hunter
1: yeah he has like this nickname and
0: everybody knows about him yeah because he's just so good at what he does yeah and he's never like not been successful at killing any jews that he's hunting down it's crazy so he's just like intimidating from the get go and you instantly like can tell in that opening scene that this guy is like, this guy means business and yeah. he's like playing these mental games and it's so cool because they're just sitting at the table having like a normal conversation, but there's so much subtext in the scene yeah. uh and so much going on uh between the lines that you're just like the tension is building you like from underneath you know building, there's yeah. the surface conversation and you don't even
1: know that 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 they're hiding jews no they that's revealed yet. like at the end yeah like, but christopher a long christoph
0: scene. waltz just like knows the entire He's so time good at what he does he right? like he knows everything from Same. like from the moment right. he stepped in that door he knew there were jews in there yeah. he wasn't trying to find out he was just trying to convince this guy yeah. to show him Turn where they were and he does because yeah. he was that intimidating yeah and then you that's just it. Kicks the movie off on a really yeah crazy note. You're like, what am I in for?
1: Right.
0: Um, and it just gets better from there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it gets better from there, but it definitely.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Definitely I mean, was a great it was way a, to kick it off. Yeah. The movie didn't really get any worse from there. No, it was it's just like yeah, it's just that's a very consistently. Say.
0: It's hard to get better than the opening scene from right. Glorious Bastards*.
1: Yeah. And who is he? Who is the guy playing the Frenchman? I really liked his. His acting. But th- that was the only time that he was in the movie. The uh, Frenchman? Yeah, like the, the dad.
0: The um, dad? Oh, yeah. the guy at the opening scene. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: Dennis Menachet. I think that's him. Played Perrier Petite. He was great. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen him in any other movie. Oh, either.
0: he's going to be in the... French Dispatch wasn't, which is an upcoming uh, Wes Anderson movie.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: I'm pretty excited for that.
1: Of course, Bill Murray is going to be starring that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll anyway. have more to
0: say about. Uh, back, yeah, we'll go, <laughs> well, let's go back to zero, what we're talking about.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: um, what were we talking about?
1: Well, okay, so opening
0: scene. We talk about the opening scene. Opening scene was epic. Um Fire. just the I love the whole dynamic of the bastards. This group right. of uh Jewish American soldiers mm-hmm. who are have just kinda gone rogue a little bit. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. really operating. Yeah. They've kinda got their own mission going yeah, on. They're not yeah, really seems like it. they're not really fighting the war normally. No, like they me. are, they're going and, you know they're fighting battles and stuff, yeah. but th- that's not really shown in the movie, which shows them basically terrorizing nazis Mm -hmm. and they go around and they they try to kill as few people as possible so that they have these like prisoners essentially and then they just mess with them they like torment them mentally and make them tell them all this information but But they have fun with it like they've got it's like pretty sick but it's like nazis are pretty sick so it's like Mm -hmm. you kind of justify it and you're like you're like it's actually it's okay because these guys are so horrible
1: this this movie is a big it's just a big revenge sort of almost all of tarantino's movies are
0: revenge movies but this one's unique because it's not a revenge movie to one person it's like a revenge movie for like to the nazis in general right which i thought that was pretty cool Mm -hmm.
1: so it's interesting because it is a really touchy subject right like yeah, it's handled like, very... It's like, can you really rewrite the history of, of like, World War Two, right? Like, yeah. And, uh...
0: Yeah, and this movie is completely yeah. not based in any true story at all, no. whatsoever. It's it's completely just fun, but... Other
1: than, like, some, like, Hitler, obviously. There's a couple like... of, like,
0: historical events and historical yeah. people, but yeah. all the stuff that happens in this movie pretty much is fictitious, so... Yeah. um, yeah. Which makes it interesting, because uh, Tarantino has a lot of, uh, you know source material to work with but he also has complete creative freedom at the same time which i feel like is just a recipe for awesomeness right um and it it works really well i think uh Mm -hmm. that way you don't ever have to get hung up on plot holes or Mm -hmm. you know historical accuracy because you're just enjoying it yeah um and yeah i think the revenge dynamic works really well Mm -hmm. Uh, that first scene where they are trying to have the nazi soldiers tell them where their mm-hmm. troops are hidden mm-hmm. is really cool and they they're like the swan guy just like won't tell him he's just not gonna he's just too proud like, this is and going to end bloody. Then they are like know? all right bring yeah. out the bear jew. <laughs> yeah, they're right. like they just beat him to a pulp. Yeah,
1: with a bat. With a baseball bat. Yeah.
0: It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, so they they uh it's interesting they sort of uh or Tarantino he explains each of the uh uh, the bastards and they they all have like pretty interesting yeah they uh, like, they're background all,
0: they're all very like um some of them get more time to shine than others but yeah, they're all yeah. interesting and you yeah you get care a, you about get, you get, get
1: some yeah you get some character development which is really nice um because like this movie like for me it was not at all what I thought it was gonna be because um, I hadn't really looked into it I just knew I wanted to see it because I knew it was just like this revenge movie and like uh alternate ending to like World War two and um so i thought it i i thought it was just gonna be uh like the inglorious bastards just like slaughtering nazis for like the whole movie and uh it ended up turning into like a much more like dramatic movie than i thought it was gonna be and just like so much more of a story and like just like way more depth so like and i loved that about it i like i was so pleasantly surprised i'm like, oh. Like this, is, like, this movie is so much, like, deeper than I thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah, the
0: way I, I explained it to you, I think I did a pretty poor job of preparing you for what the movie was actually going to be like, because the way I was talking about it, which, it's easy to describe the movie in this way, but um, basically just making it sound like a giant gore fest where right. the only thing that happens in it is Nazis getting killed, right? which... Is a big part. It's pretty much the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. But most of the screen There's time, so much most more. of the runtime, is taken up by conversations, dialogue. Dialogue. And the
1: dialogue in this movie is fire. If
0: if one if Tarantino can nail one thing more than action and violence, yeah. it's dialogue. Yeah.
1: And what's so crazy is like this movie has so many different languages in it, right? Like you've got like your your English, your French. Yeah, a your, lot of it is subtitled. Your German, your Italian, like it's. It's pretty cool. Yeah, how it's got so many different.
0: I can see how a lot of like film bros would be like watching this and be like, "Oh man, I'm so sophisticated because I'm watching a foreign film." It's <laughs> <laughs> literally the most American movie ever. Uh, oh
1: boy, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think another another thing that like surprised <laughs> me like I thought this was gonna be like another Brad Pitt movie, and like it didn't feel like a Brad Pitt movie at all. Boratzi. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, there wasn't really a main character in this movie. Uh, Like, maybe, uh, what's that girl who plays, uh, the Jewish girl? Um, what's her name? It's her name Melanie...
0: I don't know how to pronounce her name.
1: Melanie Laurent? Laurent? I think that's her? Yeah. Um... She was really good. Oh, she's so good. Um, she might have been the main character because it, the plot kind of, it starts with her and and ends with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different, um, different storylines that come together. Right. Or I guess maybe two or three storylines that come together. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got your bastards who are like planning to kill these Nazis. Yeah. It's, it's all these
0: intersecting stories. Yeah. And then you
1: have got this Jewish girl who wants to have revenge because I mean, like, the Nazis killed her whole family. Yep. And so so their their uh I guess plots uh line up in the end of, of this movie and
0: they almost work against each other. Almost. It's all yeah. yeah. I don't wanna get into spoiler right. territory at all. But
1: we can get there eventually. But
0: it's um, it's it's a really um Yeah. It, I don't know. The whole movie feels like All of these, you know, dominoes being set up and then at the end, they all get knocked down in the most like epic way possible, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so sick. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the use of music in this movie, Mm -hmm. setting the time period and the locations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the cinematography. It's a very clean movie. I'm not sure if it was shot on film or not. I I think Tarantino shoots all of his movies on film. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a purist. He's a purist. He's a Hollywood purist. Yeah. Um, he, it's it's really gorgeous to look at. It There's is. There's just all yeah. these landscape shots that are yeah. beautiful. And even the violence is just really heavily stylized in um, yeah. typical yeah. uh, Tarantino fashion. But, yeah, you know, it's nonetheless really neat to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh. Acting is top notch, especially top-notch. Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz. He's... Or Christoph Waltz.
1: Yeah, so he he won uh, an Oscar for this movie. I'm um, not surprised. Or I think best supporting actor. Actor, yeah. I believe. I will just confirm that here. <coughs> um, awards, yeah, Oscar winner for best performance by an actor in a supporting role.
0: I feel like it's there hard to go. say. It's hard to say anything negative about this movie. If you had any critiques, or... I do.
1: I do have a. a a little bit, a little bit of critiques. I don't know. I guess we could get to that now. Yeah. Um, Base, I don't know. For me, I was a little, I was a little disappointed with like how everything played out in the end. Um, Because I was, I just thought, I don't know, I thought these like the Inglorious Bastards, I, I was thinking they'd be a bit more of like, I don't know if like professional is the right word. Like, I just thought they'd be maybe a little smarter um, with, like, how they would uh, execute their their mission and their plan. Um, but I feel like just, like, so much of it, it it almost didn't take it seriously. Like... Uh,
0: the but, ending? Yeah, yeah. I can understand like, I mean, that. Yeah, more... more the yeah, movie does take itself way more seriously than the ending does.
1: Yeah, and I was really put off by that. Um, like even just like the fact that they like pretended to be Italian when it's like so obvious that like they're not Italian. You know, it's like mm. it's like common sense would would tell you that this is a terrible plan, right? Yeah,
0: they, they don't really have another option though, if you remember. You yeah, know?
1: but like I think because I there's, there's, there's got to be another plan in, than in
0: that. the in the bar downstairs. Right. Like that, they kind of forced their hand,
1: right? but like i think there's got to be a better plan than that like you can't just go into this massive nazi gathering and say Grazi like a guy from kentucky you know yeah, and like yeah. and like all those yeah like the three or four ba- the three bastards that were like at the at the theater i don't know i was just like <laughs> really like is this is this really like this is it you yeah, know like I, can understand I thought i thought that. we were building up to something a little more like sophisticated a little more well thought out and then it just kind of felt flat for me like at like the climax of the movie i was just kind of like oh
0: see for me the way it ended it was very satisfying uh and it, it felt pretty like i don't know i say this i keep saying this so much and i feel so repetitive but it felt very tarantino mm-hmm. it just felt like you know he It was a very well-crafted movie and it kind of earned its ridiculous ending for me mm-hmm. <clears throat> because of how smartly um The whole rest of the movie was directed. They kind of I was like, okay, go silly, just nonsense violence. Like it felt it it felt very comedic. It was very and it was very like revenge fantasy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was very like you know, all right, let's. This movie's been very smart and very thoughtful this entire time, and let's now it's time for just the big killing Nazis revenge scene. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I I enjoyed it. I agree that it kind of like some parts of it didn't make sense and that kind of threw me mm-hmm. for a loop a little bit um but I think the way like after the big scene when they ended it on kind of a quieter note and I kind of yeah. li- I liked the final scene like the final right. final scene right. I I that's I, what, like Christoph Waltz and Yeah in there. in like the woods yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was good That was yeah. I'm glad they didn't just end it on that big finale and right. um I felt like there was a good amount of tension in the final scene. Right. That you're like, Oh no, are they actually going to successfully pull this off?
1: Right. And which is like that's good to have in there. They, they didn't just, just, just lose odd. all tension altogether. No, right. It's just odd how it turned into like this pretty much like suicide mission. You yeah. know? Like where it's like it it did not have to be a suicide no, mission. No, it that's true. All, that's right? true. Right? And like that's what bothered me. I'm like, like why like why didn't they do this differently, you know?
0: I I, I agree with you. There's a couple of times where I'm like
1: right
0: there were some potholes
1: yeah so so like that's like my biggest crit- critique of the movie and like that's why i rated it like a four out of five on Letterbox because i was just i just was a, i was disappointed with the ending i really was i
0: can't remember if i gave it a four or four and a half but uh okay i gave it a four i would i would almost i would almost movie, give though. it a four and a half it's such a good movie like it's like, one I, of my yeah my favorites it's it's a the more I talk about it, the more I'm just like, yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't give it a four and a half. Yeah. Because my only critique is that, you know, I'm right now as we speak. I'm changing my rating to four and a half. <laughs> there we go, done. Um, uh, it's it's just great. I highly, I cannot recommend it enough for any of our listeners uh, yeah. who are down for some good old fashioned Nazi killing. Fun. Yeah, there is violence. There is violence. not not that much though.
1: Not that much, but like the violence is. It's violent.
0: It's it's. There's no part of this movie that's more violent than the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You, no, totally. You're totally right. Like, more people die, but it's not mm-hmm. as gruesome.
1: Yeah. No, you're totally right.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, also... Um, just throwing this out there. I said earlier that my favorite scene in the whole movie is the opening scene. I changed my mind. It does get better than that. It, there's a bar scene the bar where that—that's really my too. favorite part. That is the tension the as tension at an all-time high. Oh you didn't think goodness. the tension could get oh. more than the opening scene, but it's it does, so bad. and it's—it's it's, ca- it's the ah, bar scene, I and, and loved I loved it so yeah, much. No, no, oh my I gosh! Like it, yeah, I and the way yeah. that it all went down was so smart, and yeah. it, you just go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So my final rating is four and a half stars. There you go. What about you, Ben? Final four. rating. I'm sticking with four, my four. stars. I would stick with. My got four. a four which and a four. is still
1: half. a wonderful, wonderful score.
0: So, overall, um, I'm way better than if you if you had to see Party or Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> uh, I think that I think we've made it abundantly clear which one we prefer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Got any uh, final thoughts, Ben?
1: hmm final thoughts well okay yeah so i mean um i also wasn't a huge fan of like how melanie lawrence uh character ended either i thought she was much smarter yeah i agree that was smarter than than how it ended i agree um yeah so again we're
0: dancing around spoilers here
1: Oh, but that's okay. Like, people know. It's like, a, people can stop listening when, they, yeah, when, that's true. when they're like, okay.
0: It's an old movie, too. 2009, yeah. how old yeah. us 12 years old?
1: Yeah.
0: 12-year-old movie? Yeah, 12 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that great in math.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I liked Michael Fassbender's performance. I agree. He I wasn't wish, in it that much. No, he wasn't. I wish he was in it more. I, yeah. But he did really good. Diane Kruger really killed her role. She was awesome. Um,
0: this movie is um certified good.
1: Yeah, certified good. Definitely, definitely watch it.
0: Do you have any uh, final recommendations? Music, movies, books, no, otherwise? No, no,
1: that's that's it.
0: That's it. I'm trying to think if I have anything. I watch. I, I think in our next episode, I'll I'll go into detail about some of the movies I watched in between on. <sighs> Our last episode in now because I right. I've watched right. 27 movies oh since our last episode, but our last episode was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, right. But uh, I I'm nice. I'm gonna go over them because I've kind of been yeah we I've <laughs> we've watched a lot. <laughs> so I'll I'll share some more of my higher uh, film recommendations in our next episode. Sounds but All uh, right, we've uh, gone over an hour now, so yeah, I think so it's probably time it. to call we'll it. Cut it off. Cut it off. Thanks for listening, you guys. See ya. See you in the next episode.